Cougar fans, it is time. Touchdown! What a grab! It's time to raise your colors, raise your voice, and join in on the raucous roundtable about your favorite team, the BYU Cougars. 20-15-10-5, it's time to tailgate. Cougar Tailgate, where BYU sports fandom lives. And here's your host, Lauren McClain. What's up, Cougar Nation? I'm Lauren McClain, and we're here to tailgate with you, doing what we do best, talking all things BYU Cougars. The Cougs are rolling at 3-0, heading into conference play after taking down SEC foe Arkansas in a back-and-forth battle that lasted up until the last second. The Kansas Jayhawks now welcome BYU to Lawrence as the Cougars' first conference opponent in the Big 12 era in a fight to remain undefeated. For today's roundtable discussion, we have BYU Sports Nation host and play-by-play Jerem Jordan. Hey! What's up? Along with one of Broncos' band of brothers, former DB and current BYU TV sports analyst, Brian Logan. Vamos. I saw him Friday, by the way. <laughs> I, I just, Bronco. What, where at? You did? In Provo. No, he was at didn't. PF Chang's, and we had an Don't enjoyable three-minute conversation. Don't spread rumors. I'm really jealous. Right it was great. What was yeah. he doing? Jealous. He was so at PF Chang's. Typically, you eat food. So he was <laughs> he was Ash. having dinner in Provo, Jeremy. He was with his son Cutter, who goes to BYU. Okay, okay. And uh, oh, he's gonna nice. have two more kids at BYU. And so he's he gonna wa- have three. Totally. And he was Cutter, like, wait, "What's Cutter's up, Jeremy? The, the oldest, right? Well, I went over and said, "Hey," and he okay. he looked at me at first like. Oh, here's a fan, and then he and then he kind of realized, oh, it's you. Um, uh, he hopefully, got his remembers nap- my he name. He got his napkin out to start signing it. I'm like, uh, I'm good. Um, no, no, it's great to see him. It's great to see him. Well, nice. there you go. Broncos back. Yeah. Just kidding. Let's not. Broncos let, back. Let's not spread that rumor. Ain't no need on the D. You know what? Jay Hill's got it going. I, I know. I, I, wouldn't oh this feels really weird to say this but yeah there's there's no need you always in good shape you always in we, good shape we would yeah. not have thought we would say there's no room for Bronco Mendenhall back at BYU but I mean well I mean currently they, on the defense as is currently constant right you know I think I think they would make a spot if if there was uh mutual interest but I don't it, I think it's taken care of it'd be awkward right now you need probably another decade <laughs> Love Bronco. Right. He needs some yeah. time. Yeah, he does need some right. time. Well, that was a good story. Thanks oh, for starting off with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's, let's... Good to have you guys. Who else have I seen around town? Uh... <laughs> Celebrity sightings. Uh, I want to know from you guys, how does your fan side react differently from your analyst side when BYU wins a big game like that? Does that make sense? Jerem, let's start with you. Yeah. Well, first off, I was calling uh, a rugby game Saturday night. So I was at America First Field. And the game had ended like an hour before. So I finished the game. I talked to some people on the field, blah, blah, blah. So I go back up to the booth where I can be isolated. No one's going to tell me, hey, did it be what you won. And so I'm watching on YouTube TV on my laptop by myself, just the people with the blowers going through the stands, cleaning up. It's just me and them. <laughs> and I'm watching this game, and uh, I'm just 100% fan at that point. Yeah. Um, and it's just enjoyable to see BYU responding. Uh, through adversity, to have Arkansas go on multiple runs of 14 and 17, but BYU responds with, what, 17 and mm-hmm, 21? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh, BYU got kicked, but kicked back. And and BYU goes to SEC country, gets this win. BYU is extremely flawed on offense, but they make enough plays to put up 38 against a team that really took it to them last year. The defense played well. Special teams played well outside of the punt return and the two fakes this year, which are weird. But <laughs> yeah, BYU is playing complimentary <laughs> football. I love the fakes. And it's it's just fun to uh, enjoy the win, you know. Um, when when I'm in the press box at Lavelle Edwards Stadium, no cheering. If I'm on the yeah. game day set with the guys, you get kicked we cheer. out of the press box. Yeah, you would get, know that. You would get kicked out. Like you literally cannot cheer at really? all. You can't. In the press box. Is that why? No. So, is that why? No. So you quiet? cannot do it. It's yeah. Very quiet in there. It's a it's a reverent holy place, Brian. <laughs> 
But when I, I go to no, I, when I, I go just, to the, I just look, look. I just I feel the vibes and energy anywhere, and and because quiet, I'm, I'm well. Don't go in the press well, box. Don't go in the press box, yeah. and you don't have a seat in there anyway, because <laughs> the game right, day set is where you guys hang out. I really in don't. fact, I'll typically spend the first half up there and kind of just get out my tweets at that point, yeah. and then go back for the post game. And then the second half, I like to enjoy and uh, watch with Brian and David and and Blaine and Dave, and pick your brains too on what you guys are seeing because I don't know the X's and O's as much as you guys know them and that's fun so it's fun to sort of mix and mingle the fandom the the journalist the the infotainer you know because we get paid by Brigham uh, all of those things it's great. <laughs> I, I'm I'm an analyst when I'm doing this stuff right here yeah um, as soon as I'm off I'm a fan and um, I'm a little embarrassed to tell you how my fan experience was <laughs> during, during that game. Let's hear it. Um, after the first, after the first two touchdowns, fourteen zero, I, I said some some words that were uh, uh, rated PG thirteen R, and in the in the break room uh, in the green room, and I was like, "We suck! Oh my gosh, we suck! We suck!" I was like the Debbie Downer all game. Well, at and the th- moment, BYU did. All you were correct game, in the moment. All game. You ask Uncle B, as Nixon. I was like, "See, told you we was gonna lose. Told you. See." <laughs> this and, is- and then we come back, and they said, "Did they look at me right?" Whenever we come back, whenever you came back, they look at me, and I'd be like, "Just wait, just wait, watch." <laughs> what the heck, Brian? <laughs> this is why I left the pre and post game show. I was too tired of brought. No, I'm just kidding. Brian, bringing the negativity. <laughs> and, you know, and that's that's not. Um, that's that's. I don't want to say it's rare for me. Yeah. It's just I th- I thought that we were going to get blown out. You know, yeah. that's how you yeah. express yeah. your frustration. That's, yes, yeah. and yeah. that's and that's and, and, okay. and I'm giving you a, my fan ex- yes. as a fan, right? That was right? your fan experience. I'm not I'm not looking at it, you know, as an analyst. I'm just looking at it as a fan and I'm like as a fan, I think any normal or average BYU fan felt probably the same way. They probably didn't say that we suck, but they were probably like, "Oh, shoot." This is not going to end well. Yeah. Um, and so. Not again. Right. Last and, year. And, this year. And, and you know, when we were on the post game, um, you could see the beginning. You know, David, he's still wiping. He's still, like, massaging his head from the emotions <laughs> that he had. Right. And, and and everybody had emotions except for me. Because I I had set the expectations when it was down 14-0 that we were going to lose. So yeah. every time we went high. And then going low, and then went high and went low again. I was even killed with the expectations. Of, yeah, you just you just kept it. You're gonna killed. lose. So then, so then when look at we, that Bronco influence on you. <laughs> that does sound very Bronco-esque, actually. You know, I'm I'm I at the end of the day though, I was um, I was I told Uncle B too. I was like, Uncle man, I feel bad um, for not believing. Yeah. And don't uh, do it again. And but 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 you know what? I think it was just just previous teams, right? Like there's certain situations that go on in games. And what do we say? Typical BYU. It's like oh, we like oh, this always happens. Yeah. And in a lot of different sports too, not just football. It's like man, why? How, how come every time we play a backup, you know, walk-on quarterback, he, he has an all limit, right? It's like so so. To me, it was one of the like one of those scenarios like based off of you know past traumas. I was like. This is typical BYU. Play, play a good, a good, play a big time opponent, a big time game, undefeated, blah blah blah. Like this is typical. Big stage. And, and so I felt, I just felt bad because I was like, this is not what I, I'm used to seeing, you know, in in the past, right? Where BYU gets, you know, knocked at, like punched in the mouth, 
and gets back up and punches back. They usually, you know, get get knocked in the mouth and then stay down. You know, turn around, get get you know, yeah. get stepped on. You know what I'm saying? Like the 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 beating continues, and you know, I didn't see that this time, so I felt bad for you know not believing. But I think that's a, it's a testament to Kalani um, and 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 the culture that he's established. That you know what, it's, it's okay to get to get punched in the mouth if you punch back. That was one of the most important things I saw from BYU. I feel like you can throw out so many numbers of, of the offense and the defense and, and things that happen, but the most important thing from my eyes that happened is BYU's resiliency because I feel like that isn't something we see year in and year out with every single team, but it's definitely something we saw against Arkansas. You go 14 down, and I'm sure half the fans, if not more, had the same reaction like, oh, there it goes, there it goes, game's over. I definitely didn't, okay? You didn't, you didn't, no, dip, no, your, you didn't dip your toe in the superlative well yeah. that Brian likes to visit <laughs> every time. Every never. single, always. <laughs> always. Yeah, I I, uh, I was just so impressed. Even in the second half, they go down 10. They, they didn't panic. Maybe they did. They didn't show it. They found a way to come back, and I think uh, that was the most important takeaway that I took from that game heading into Big 12 play is BYU, hey, this is a resilient and gritty team. It might not be pretty, but they can get it done. Even when it looks like it's not going to happen and everyone's against them, they got it done. Let's bring on a guy uh, that came on our show last week, a guy, very important one, named Johnny Linehan. Um, Johnny Rugby. I want to get his perspective (laughs) on what he saw during the game, the ups and downs, especially because there was a lot on the line. Johnny, what's up? Hey, how's it going? Good. Well, great to be back. Yeah, good to have you on here. So, Johnny, last week you said you you were doubtful. I'm going to just throw it out there that BYU was going to be Arkansas. You said if they won, if BYU won, you were going to run the Y three times in a weighted vest. Lo and behold, what were you, what was your reaction when BYU won? Oh man, it was awesome. I remember watching it. My wife goes to bed at like 4:30 in the afternoon, so we get football nights. <laughs> to myself, that's a bit of an exaggeration. It's <laughs> <laughs> at 8 o'clock. But I was watching it kind of in the room, and we had some sick kids there in the bed as well, so the lights were off. And then the end of the game, we started the game, right? And I was expecting a loss, and I wasn't expecting it to be close. So we started the game, and they, they went and had that rushing touchdown, and I was like, okay. And then they had the punt return touchdown, and I just kind of – was about to tweet, oh, that's it, it's a wrap, it's over, <laughs> similar to Brian, right? But then I uh, kept watching. I wasn't upset that they went down. It was kind of expected. But then they they clawed me back in, right? They got me in as they put put together a run, the nice pass from Parker Kingston, my new favorite player. That was such a sweet play. <laughs> I, I heard then, you were going to have another child and name him Parker. So no, we're just going to rename some. Oh, we, can't rename. Afford, okay. we can't afford the stress of having another child. Just four is four too many. <laughs> just rename them. I love it. Well, I so, yeah, go. Sweet. Keep going. Yeah. No, I, I loved it towards the end, right? When when KJ got a hit and it popped up for the easiest interception <laughs> that Jacob Robinson will ever have. I jumped in the air, almost hit the fan, and then he dropped it. I was like, no, dude. Similar to Brian. Here we go. Here we go. But so impressed with how many people stepped up. It was very difficult to choose just one player of the game because there were so many dudes, and that was the coolest thing. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I love it. And then uh, you did, in fact, you are a man of your word. And you ran the Y three times in a weighted vest on Tuesday. What was that like? Because it makes me want to die even thinking about it. 
Yes, severely underestimated and forgot how difficult <laughs> hiking the Y is. And I would use the term run very loosely. I think the initial intent in my mind was, oh, it's just a mile up. It's a mile down. It would take me an hour and I could probably run it. It's really steep, right? And yeah. I mean, I need, BYU, I need BYU to get me some new Nikes because I'm running low. So, uh, but it was, it was actually kind of fun. It's weird to say it was very difficult because it took me two hours <laughs> and uh, I started with a light gray shirt and ended with a dark gray kind of block <laughs> shirt. But it was pretty sweet. So I woke up the top the first time and the lacrosse team is up there having their beginning of the season team discussion. And then on the way up the second time, I see the tennis team. But it was also pretty motivating because you see a lot of old people with their hiking sticks just hiking the Y and, and wearing BYU gear. And it was actually pretty cool. I, I should do it more often, and I'd encourage every team to do it as a team-building experience because it's pretty cool. And it's really a short hike, but doing it three times with a weighted vest was pretty difficult. But if we're going to win an SEC and win these P5 games, I'll do it every week. Was anyone like, Johnny, why are you wearing a bulletproof vest <laughs> while running had- the Y? We had one person on Twitter, and it was actually funny because after I posted it, someone replied to my tweet being like, oh, that's cool, but last week I saw a soldier wearing a 240-pound backpack, and he did it 10 times. Ha! <laughs> like, good, good for you, sir. <laughs> yes, awesome. Yeah, not to downplay anything that you did. I, I love that you, you owned up to it. You did it. So I'm going to ask you again for this week, Johnny. What would you do or give up for a BYU win against Kansas in Lawrence this Saturday? Yeah, so I was thinking about this, and it's something I want to do regardless, but I'd, I'd, love, I'd love the team to force me to do it sooner rather than later. But I would like to row on a rowing machine, a marathon. So wow. it'd probably take me four hours, I think. And yeah, a year or two ago, I was better trained for it now i'm just fat but really good at excel spreadsheets uh, so it would take it would take a little bit of, of training and recovery but uh that's something that i would like to do and then if that happens i'd like to do it uh, for a charity a local charity as well to try and raise some funds so BYU's got to come through and then we'll release some more details but maybe we'll get that on the roadmap look i'll, I'll do it with you if they win all right, yeah. I will too, Jerem. I'm not going to do that. Uh, <laughs> but you, you guys are awesome. I love you guys. We'll you guys say, are great. If, if Brian does it, you have to keep your shirt on, though, because <laughs> then you would be a shame, no, right? I'm, so. out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> look, look, man. Look, you must forgot I'm single. So. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just Stop. playing. I'll do it. I'll keep my shirt on. Johnny, Johnny, if BYU keeps winning and you keep doing this, you're going to look like a Navy SEAL by the end of the, by the, end of the year. Keep it up. Hey, well then, then maybe I can please some of the Twitter fans because right now, yeah, I'm, I'm lacking in that regard. But go Cougs. <laughs> so they got the win. Oh, I love it. Johnny, you're the best. Thanks for coming on with us again. And go Cougs. And uh, good luck this week. Yeah, thanks. Hey, no hating on the fakes, Jerem. Won a game. That's what we need. It'll work eventually. Let's go. <laughs> I'm hating on the ones that aren't good, the ones that don't work. <laughs> Johnny, you're the best. Thanks again for coming on. See you guys. Go Cougs. Jerem, how would you feel, though, if they continue to do those fakes? Like, I really want to know your sincere well, opinion because Kelly Papinga did say yes. they're going to keep doing them. Yes. I'm not opposed to f- the fakes. I'm opposed to ones where they're not even close to being <laughs> successful. That's what I'm opposed to. I like efficiency. I like success. I like yeah. ch- the chains moving. I like scores. Right. Um, so if those happen, yes. But honestly, if they do one more and it doesn't work, they may not. 
reasonably be able to do it again because if they go for four, now it's just nuts, right? Yeah. So they've got to get the next one whenever it is. Yeah. I, I actually, I kind of love it. I don't know why. I love switching it up. I love when they throw in some surprises here and you there. You like it because BYU is 3-0. That's true. If BYU true. was 1-2 and two or 2-1 two and one and, and one of those fakes really cost BYU a game or something, we yeah. would not be as keen. Right now it's all hunky-dory because BYU's got that uh, goose egg on the uh, right side of the column. But well, Right uh, now you can laugh about it a little bit. Like, ah, the fake yeah. punts. Yeah, that, winning <laughs> covers up a lot of sins. That is one of them. That yeah. is, that's the, true. The bad I, I, just, I don't like fake punts um, you know, on our own 20. That's a, that I will that's never a, like, even yeah. if they're successful. There's just not enough sort of uh, something to gain. But yeah. no, it's yeah. yeah, they're fun and exciting. And and like, does it mean that BYU's punt covers better because they're watching BYU? Maybe you know. Yeah, I, I trust Kelly Papinga and I, I like uh, the aggressiveness, but we need to see one that's successful. <laughs> Looking at you, Ryan Rico. No, I'm just kidding. And like, it's the, not all on. And him. honestly, a lot of it comes from my love of Ryan Rico. Like nobody yeah. loves Ryan Rico outside of his family more than me. Because this dude is the best at his position on the team. Like, he helped BYU beat Arkansas because the field position was a real thing. BYU is plus yeah, nine yeah. yards. Absolutely. It's a massive number. BYU had all these short fields, and uh, BYU scored 38 points on a ridiculous amount of yards, 281, because yeah. the defense played well and they're pinning them back. So don't don't blow that up with a fake yeah. where it messes it up. Yeah, don't kill the vibe. Well, Add uh, to the vibe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. No, I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that. And he really is incredible. So we'll see what happens in the future. And hopefully he can uh, convert one. We asked you, the fans, what would you do or give up for a BYU win against Kansas and Lawrence this Saturday? Here's some of your responses. Ben Nichols on X. I don't like saying X, by the way. It sounds so weird. Said, I would wear my kook dude suit during general conference with a white shirt and tie, of course, at my home. It sounded cool until he said at my home, but not at the conference center out of fear the security there are actually Ute fans and think I'm some kind of threat to President Nielsen, who is also a Utah alum. <laughs> yeah, Woo! let's get weird, but let's not get that weird. I'm <laughs> <laughs> all about getting weird. I think it's a good one. All right, the casual hippie on X said, I'll shave my head and give up caffeinated soda for the rest of the what season. A, why, why would anyone in their right mind say they would shave their head if somebody wants yeah, something? Yeah, who would like, do that? That would be weird. Who would do that? Mm, that yeah, I'm, a, I'm assuming casual hippie's bald already. <laughs> I hope so, but caffeinated sodas—that's a big one. How, it, but how, see, how can we? How can we? Uh, you know, check that. Like we, I don't know. Like, like, like we can it's do. It's the honor code, Brian. The what? The fans are beholden on their to, honor. The, to uh, the Twitter honor code. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Brian, what would you do or give up for a BYU win against Kansas on Saturday? Um, well, I'm gonna do what uh, what, what, Johnny. what Johnny's doing. But I, I mean, outside of Johnny, I would. Um, I'd probably give up one of my girlfriends. <laughs> Gosh. One of them? Yeah. Yeah, I'd give one of them. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Okay. Or, uh, how, of how many? That's, that's another podcast. <laughs> that's not just, on BYU Radio. I'm just, just saying, you know, I, you know I, I, look, I said earlier to Johnny that I'm, I'm, I'm dating right now, so I got a couple of girlfriends I'd give up on. Jerem, what about you? What would you do or give up? Like King Lamoni's dad. All my sins to know thee. Oh, come on. That's what on. I would give up. You I give up all up, your sins. I ain't giving up jack squat because <laughs> I believe you always win in the game. Mm. Uh, so I don't need some kind of sacrifice, I think. Mm. Wow. We don't have to offer to the uh, to the college football gods um, <laughs> at this point. No, I, I don't know. I, I feel like – I feel confident. This is, this is one of those kind of 50-50 games. I could see where Kansas, who's one of the most efficient offenses in the country – uh, yeah. does their thing, and BYU's defense does their thing, and it's an interesting battle. Can the BYU offense, though, generate 
enough because Kansas's defense is better than last year. They were terrible last year. Uh, Kansas defense has 28 tackles for loss in three games. They are really getting after it on that side. And can BYU run the ball? They have not really run the ball successfully this year. L.J. Martin's 45-yard run was amazing. Punching it in at the goal line was amazing. You you take those rushes out, and it's like 29 for carries for 31 yards. Mm-hmm. Like, it is mm-hmm. bad. Yeah. So can BYU figure that out? I am optimistic at BYU being 3-0 and and flawed on offense. Because what if the run game gets going? What if BYU can meet, be more uh, – consistently explosive. They've been explosive They're on not offense. even close to their ceiling. Not even close. BYU's pretty low in a lot of the important rankings on offense. What if they start to crank that up? Now we're talking about BYU being like a top five team in the Big 12 by the end of the year and winning like eight plus. Our sort of standard of, oh gosh, hopefully they make a bowl game. That is gone. BYU's yeah. going to a bowl game. It's just whether they can go seven, eight, or more at this point. And Kansas is really interesting. Two years ago, you would have been nuts to say this isn't a dominating win. Lance Leipold has turned this program around. They have an actual quarterback. They have a really interesting offense that's similar to BYU in terms of its window dressing. Mm -hmm. They'll go three tight ends sometimes. They're super balanced in terms of going 200-200 plus on offense, 500 yards in two of the first three. They are explosive and interesting. But I think Jay Hill and that defense give BYU a shot in every game this year. And that's not something we thought would happen three weeks ago. Right. I and did. that's exciting. I did. Everybody but Brian Logan did not <laughs> think that that would happen. We hoped they'd be better, Brian. Remember my expectations you and Spencer asked me? And I said, I said top 50. Easily. Top for, for, for the difference, right? And, and they're even better than that right, right now, which has been right. awesome. Jay, Jay's doing a great job scheming up. BYU in a way where they're getting pressure with four at the end of the game last week, mm-hmm. where it doesn't matter who the safeties are, which, mm-hmm. by the way, yeah. BYU benches Malik Moore and puts in former wa- uh, wide on. receiver and a walk-on Tanner Wallen. You did not notice him. Mm-mm. Ethan Slade, you did not. Like, they're doing a really good job on that side of the ball. Absolutely. Which Absolutely. also means they're being coached up really, really well. You yeah. know what it starts Jay with the coaches. Hill, baby. Yeah. yeah. It's Jay yeah. Hill. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, well, you know, the, the biggest difference is just – Guys are flying around, man. Um, they're playing on the other side of the line of scrimmage. And I, I think it comes down to, you know, knowing their assignments. Um, it's a little bit harder when you are in a defense and every week it's a new scheme, right? Um, you know, now they have a solidified playbook where they've gotten in January, they went through it in spring ball, they had it in the summer. I mean, it's the same playbook, right? You're just adding pieces to it based off of your opponent. And so now I can get familiar with it, right? It's just like a relationship yeah. is, is, is the, the scheme. With like you, one of your girlfriends. Now look, see. I was going to say, I, I, ha, Brian, right when I said that, you opened again. the door, I know, dog. right when I said relationship, I was like, gosh, darn it. I'm, <laughs> I'm not even, I wasn't even trying to be funny. I was trying to be serious right now. But, but you know, once you, once you, figure things out um, and, and you get more familiar with it, then it becomes second nature. And if it becomes second nature, you don't have to think anymore. You just do. And then that's when your athleticism um, and, and you know, certain characteristics like your speed or, um, you know, your physicality really, really shines. Because if I'm, if I'm thinking and I'm a step behind, like who cares if I run a 4-3, right, versus, you know, my opponent who runs a 4-5. It's, it's irrelevant. So – now I, I feel like a lot of the players on defense, their athleticism can truly shine. Just And, and we've seen it, right? Mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing is the turnovers. Um, it's one thing to, to execute and to make a play. So if I'm a corner, um, 
you know, covering my guy, that's that's good. You're supposed to do that. Getting a pass breakup, you know, cool. Like that's 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 good execution. But then take it to the next level of getting that interception where now that play potentially can change the game. Mm-hmm. Like that's what we're seeing and we're seeing it in in, you know, somewhat crucial times. And and I think that's the biggest thing is finally being able to see like, hey, we got talent. Yeah, yeah. BYU's got talent. Start a show. Yeah, guys, we're going to take a quick break, but coming up after an emotional win, how could BYU avoid the letdown in Lawrence? This is Cougar Tailgate. Welcome back to Cougar Tailgate. I'm Lauren McLean with Jerem Jordan and Bran Logan. BYU was a 10-point underdog on Saturday. Hardly anyone in the national sports media thought they'd win. And came in classic BYU fashion, got the upset in SEC territory on the road in its first true test of the season. However, BYU does have a tendency for letdown losses after emotional upsets. Here are some examples. Brian, let's start with uh, your years, 2009. Here we go, Florida State. Massive win to open the season in Jerry's World (laughs) against number three Oklahoma, beat Tulane the following week. Lose by 26 to Florida and Provo. I'm not trying to rub in some old wounds. Yeah, Florida State, excuse me. Uh, 2010 as well, Brian. <laughs> Looking at you, beat Washington to start the season, then lose the Air Force by 21. So this, I mean, these are not this. I'm we're not blaming Brian and Broncos band of brothers. You, know, you no, don't, I, I do. I, these... I, I, I blame myself. Look, look, I blame myself. I blame myself for 2009. That was yeah. That I blame. My, I blame me. No, no. I individually lost that game, but you know what? I just forgave myself. Um, like, like, like when when was that that interview that I did? When I expected, um, that it was that it was like around that time, um, like spring, like spring ball ish yeah. is when you I, forgave yourself. Yeah, you yeah, need. I mean, it's been a long time. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I yeah. have not, Brian, but I will eventually. <laughs> I, I, it's, it's all good, man. It's all good. You know what? We look, may look, be look, forgiven, look, but we've not look, forgotten. Just because I forgave it myself, is blotted out. Just because I forgave myself does not mean I don't blame myself still. Okay, I still blame uh, myself. Let's move on because I don't want you to do this. I don't <laughs> listen. Okay, that's another pod. Another <laughs> debauchery <laughs> of the 2010 Florida State. Brian's well, therapy sessions. 2015. Hail Mary went at Nebraska, Boise State to start the year, then loses. The UCLA and thirty-one to zero Michigan, on and on and on. Truly, you can you can keep going. Uh, to twenty twenty-two blowout win at USF, win a double overtime against ninth-ranked Baylor. Next week they get blown out against Oregon. So that it's a tendency. This could just be the ebb and flow of college football. But as BYU fans, it's like Brian said at the beginning. We say classic BYU, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They come out, they get a big win, then they go out and lose. So my question for you, Brian, from a player's perspective. Why do those losses happen after big emotional wins sometimes, or is it just the normal part of college football? I think specifically for BYU, it, it has to do with um, the lack of depth. Yeah, you know, usually those those big games, um, you know, are going to be against big P five opponents. Yeah, and you come, you know, being a G five right, um, and not having the depth, especially when you consider the honor code and things like that, all the challenges that BYU has when it comes to recruiting, you get banged up. And, you know, time. there's times where a guy may not be out the next week, but he's pretty depleted physically. Um, and there's nobody that can, you know, essentially step up. So now I'm going into this next week, you know, 75%, 80%. And that could be, you know, all of my starters across the board. I don't think that that'll be the case this year. Yeah. Um. I think the biggest thing that I was shocked was nobody really left her. Oh, what somebody left her, right? Um, Crew got a Wakely. concussion. 
Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. Other than that, other than that, it's pretty. It's been pretty good, right? Knock on wood, right? And and not only just throughout the season, but I mean, going against like a high powered. Um, like opponent like that physical right? like, powerful yeah. fast team like, like, like yeah, and, yeah. And, and I was like oh man that's something that is underrated like that we're not really talking about right now shout, shout out to the strength and conditioning team at BYU right. and Absolutely. that's new, and that, new, that's new too there. right yeah. so um, I, don't, I don't think that that would be the case you know this year but I, I think from a from an individual standpoint as a player um, you, you just gotta you gotta have a mindset of winning every single down like mm-hmm. every down I want, I need to win this so snap of the ball, I did my job, I executed, boom, I, I beat my opponent, on to the next play. If even if I get beat, if I get beat deep or if I, you know, get an interception, every every play you gotta have a mindset is I, I need to win this down. I need to win this down. And that that keeps you from from being, you know, complacent. It keeps you even killed and um any type of exterior, you know, factors um is easy is easily blocked out. You know, having that mindset, and I think that the the greats do that as well. It's like I don't care what I did this last play. I don't care what you did last play. Um, I'm I'm going to beat you this play. Yeah, Jerem, how do you feel like the Cougars can avoid having that happen against the Jayhawks on Saturday? There's two reasons that it's happened in the past, in my opinion. One, BYU is not as good as a front runner as they are as an underdog. BYU loves yeah. being an underdog, and they went in as a ten point dog that went down to eight last week. This team blew out BYU last year by three scores. Oh, no one thinks we can do it. Like, BYU operates really well in that space. Moving forward, BYU's got to figure out how to deal with success better. If BYU beats Kansas, Mm. the Cougars then get ranked. If BYU then beats Cincinnati, which I believe there's no way BYU loses that game. First Big 12 home game on a Friday night, conference weekend, BYU ain't losing that game. BYU would be 5-0 and inside the top 20. They will have to operate in October against TCU, Texas Tech, and Texas as a team that looks pretty good. Yeah. Um, BYU operates better when it's an underdog. The other thing that is helping this is the ramp up to being in the Big 12 by playing more uh, difficult schedules has helped BYU prepare for this way more than when Brian played where, yes, the Mountain West was really good with TCU and Utah. But you had some weeks where you knew you you didn't need to have your best kind of game or some something spectacular to win. Mm-hmm. Now BYU, after playing some really tough schedules, and I complained about that for a long time because we didn't know the Big 12 was going to happen. But in hindsight, it's like, oh, this has BYU has been better prepared for this moment. Yeah, this moment being a league game coming off a big win where you've got to go win that game, and every league game is big. Like Iowa State, Oklahoma State, West Virginia don't look that good. Those are big games because it's the same amount of wins the in yeah. the conference. Yeah. Like you are competing for a certain bowl, for a certain amount well, of and prestige. The, and, the, and the difference, to his point, the difference with the Mountain West, like maybe a Wyoming com- – we could c- compare Wyoming and the Mountain West to like a Iowa State, right? Um, yeah, that week of practice is going – I'm probably going to go to class the week of Wyoming, you know, <laughs> probably go do homework, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, I may take a day off for, you know, mentally, physically, where the case is, because I, I know my opponent. Iowa State may be the worst, you know, team in the conference. I'm just, just you know, just saying scenario-wise. And and nobody on this on this on this team in this program is going to have that mindset because they because see P five yeah. exactly no, it is caliber of player, yeah. maybe at some point uh, BYU gets more lax when they're more successful but yeah. that's an issue to me it's like you got to handle success really well 
You got to show up. And like if BYU were somehow able to win eight games this year, that'd be incredible. That would mean they'd go five and four in league. That'd be pretty good with four losses. Right. Yeah. So let's let's figure it out. How does BYU avoid a letdown? They got to take that same mindset into mm-hmm. this game of oh look how good Kansas is. They have one of the best offenses in the country. They're the Power Five team. They've got one of the best quarterbacks in the country. I, I think he's uh, he, he's probably one or two in the league with Quinn Ewers of Texas. Those are the top two to me. He's the preseason offensive player of the year in the league. That's how much uh, people like him. So BYU's got to show up. That defense will be challenged. Yeah. If they can create turnovers like they have, plus five's ninth in the country right now. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Now now you can get it done. The pressure's really on the BYU offense, though. Yeah. They've Absolutely. Got, they've got to go toe-for-toe toe with the Kansas offense. I think, uh, yeah, I think to your point, during Independence Era, BYU could almost take a breath in between games. You know I mean? There were some games that were like, <sighs> get okay, through let's, September. let's take a breath. Yes, get through September. They Four P five. Yes, and then there yeah. were some interesting random games thrown in there, and so it's different. It's different this year. You always a power five. They're fighting for a title. Every game means something. And I know people hate when you say that, but it's just the truth. No, I've talked to in a so many players every that have admitted something. after their yeah. career, once we lost once or twice, it was like, well, we still know we're going to the Independence Bowl. So what? Yeah. They still might go to the Independence Bowl this year, which would be, uh, frankly, a bummer. <laughs> we're hoping for something different. Not this again! But, like, think about <laughs> yeah. it. In BYU history, it was always like, okay, if we win, we're going to the holiday. At yeah. first yep. it was awesome and got old. Yeah. Vegas Bowl Vegas. got old. Yeah. Yep. This is all new. Something it big. could be there, there are eight different bowl games, potentially, for BYU here. And if you had a spectacular, un- incredible, amazing season, college football playoff, Sugar Bowl, those are – possibilities for BYU like they've never been possibilities before. I'm not saying they're going this year, but I'm saying in the future, you really have something to look out for. And the 12-team playoff next year, it's like, can you approach that? Can you be interesting? 9-3 and three would be way different than 9-3 and three as an independent. And oh, so yeah. there's this context throughout the season and what the ultimate prize is that's really exciting. Absolutely. A lot of guys stepped up for the Cougars this past week against Arkansas. So today I want to talk about, and we'll make this really quick and spitfire, about which players we believe are going to make the biggest impact on the game against Kansas on Saturday and why. Offense and defense. We'll start on offense. For me, the entire offensive line. Can I say that? It's my show. I am going to say that. Kansas gave gave up 150 rushing yards to Nevada. The most rushing yards BYU's had is 112 against Sam Houston. Whoa. Like, that's... That is unacceptable, and I know we've talked about that over and over again on every show, that the rushing game just needs to happen, but I think everyone in that group needs to step up, starting with the offensive line. Uh, if BYU can get the run game going, it's going to open up so much more. Passing game has been fine for the most part. I think the passing game can be great if the run game gets going. Defensive side, Eddie Heckard's the man. I'm, can we get this guy for another year somehow? That's what I, I kept wish. thinking during Arkansas. I'm like, we need this guy for another year. Kansas had 298 passing yards against Nevada. Eddie knows how to wreak havoc. He just he just does. He's fantastic. I think he's going to be a difference maker against a really high-powered Kansas offense. Jerem, let's go with you next. Uh, Ryan Rico needs to continue to put BYU in position to play good defense, get short fields. Keaton Slovis can crank it up a notch as well. He didn't complete a ton of balls last week, 13 but he had two touchdowns. Obviously, Parker Kingston had the one touchdown. I agree on the offensive line. Um, and, and the BYU receivers need to do a little more. Cody Epps, Keanu Hill. Yeah. Let's see them uh, step into the limelight a little bit. Darius Lassiter against his brother, Quinton. That's going to be fun. That'll be cool. His brother plays on the other side. In fact, their dad had an interception for Kansas against BYU mm. 31 years ago. In and 1992. Now two. two. In the Aloha Bowl. <laughs> That's funny. Um, and, and then on offense, continue to score, but – 
you, you gotta you gotta get more yards. This is gonna be a stat game. Like this might be a game in the forties. I didn't expect a game in the thirties with Arkansas. This yeah. might be a game in the forties. Brian, who do you think on offense is gonna be the player of the game? Uh, um, who I think is gonna be, or who needs to be? Who needs to be? Yeah, I think I think Keaton Slows yeah. needs to. Um, I agree with George with Jerem. Um, I, I would like to I would like to see the ball come out faster for him. Um, and and I, if it feels like we we're somewhat seeing a progression, um, and I don't, I don't want to say he took a step back because, I mean collectively like we're when you look at a quarterback we're looking at the offense right and we're kind of seeing I don't know more rhythm, um, somewhat it looks like he's getting more and more comfortable but I guess I'm just looking more for that that breakout game and that breakout game meaning. Like he's almost perfect, and he doesn't have to be like go forty for forty or do like a Zach, you know, Wilson. But um, I, I think, I think, I think I, I would like to have a, a feel and a vibe where the defensive coordinator on the other side is like, oh shoot, like look, nothing. I you want him to this be guy. scared of him. Nothing yeah. I thought this guy is working. I, I want, I want, I want it to be that type of feel where he's just, he's just dominating. Yeah. What about the defensive side? The defense, everybody. No, the the <laughs> the the D line. I think the D line. Um, I was really surprised what they did last week. I, you know, psh, man. Um, I thought that they were blitzing because we, you know, we we don't watch the game film, uh, the coaching film. We just watch the, the 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 broadcast film, and then I was listening to um, you know, Coach Pittman's uh, post game, and and he was asked that question, and he he was like, they weren't blitzing. They were they were just bull rushing us. They were just, yeah. and I was like, "What pressure oh with four, gosh. baby? Oh my gosh!" <laughs> um, and and so, as a as a DB as a corner, you know, especially, um, it's a it's a completely different game when the quarterback uh, is moved, you know, off platform. When the quarterback has just a little bit of a distraction, I don't care if it, even it's a little fingernail, you know, yeah. in in the face. It, it it's it's a it it messes up the timing it messes up the chemistry that's that's been built with the receivers you know throughout the week um and and it and it, it, it helps the defense as a whole um but if you can if i as a db if i could have more people in coverage like more linebackers underneath me um and and my d line can can still you know get home i mean yeah so i i, I would say the d line and then you know jam said earlier um you know, you have a mobile quarterback. You have a, a explosive rushing game, uh, running game, um, and so yeah, I think I think I think it's it, a lot of the pressure is going to be on on the D line. Well, it's going to be an exciting game. Hopefully, lots of points are scored on BYU side, mm-hmm. and a lot of pressure brought by the BYU defense. We'll see what happens, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time in your busy schedules to come and and be on the show with me. Thanks, Lauren. No, yeah, no problem. I'll bring, I'll bring my girlfriend next time. Yeah, your, your five girlfriends. <laughs> and that does it for us today. Thanks again to Jeremy Jordan and Brian Logan for coming on the show with me. You can join the Cougar Tailgate wherever you get your podcasts on Apple, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, or on BYUradio.org. Cougar Tailgate is a production of BYU Radio.